Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Where's the News? With me as always to talk arts and entertainment is Garrett Roberts and to talk sports, Nick Hederick. Boys, how we doing? Uh, it's been kind of another slow week, but we got a couple of interesting stories. Maybe for on. you. Yeah, yeah, for me. I got a couple of, uh, a couple of interesting <laughs> stories. We got a little bit of a computer startup noise there from Mr. Hederick. Yeah. Yeah, you did. That, that is what that was. It's been an eventful week. I'm glad to round out the week of podcast here on Where's the News, where I feel like I'm most at home. Really? You feel most at home here? I feel honored. Sometimes. Sometimes? Depends what kind of mood you're in, to be honest. <laughs> John Blinn has to bring that energy. Sometimes it's like when I come home and like, is my dad in a good mood or is my dad in a bad <laughs> mood? If he's in a good mood, I'm going to be really excited, but if he's in a bad mood, I'm probably just going to go in my room and... Well, I'm just going to go to my room. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> what was that sound? My mouth coming off of the uh, bottle of Propel I'm drinking. disgusting. Yeah, I didn't like that. I hope that doesn't make the final edit or else people are going to be disgusted. <laughs> you want to know what disgusts me? What disgusts you, Garrett? This is a good segue bon into Amy, but it does disgust me. Uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves being in the new SpongeBob movie. Excuse okay, me? Okay, you know what disgusts me? A lot of things. But this too, I'm very passionate about both of these subjects. The Keanu Reeves meme that like was just all over the internet for a really long time sort of ruined him just existing for me. I get it, you like a person, you like an actor, but chill out. It's like Tom Holland, man. I don't know, once I see someone in the internet being worshiped for like such a long period of time, it just irritates me to see them and see them being successful. Like I hate Tom Holland. I didn't want to go see Spider-Man Far From Home solely out of spite that he was gonna make money off of it. I still saw it because I'm a chump, but like. Well, I mean, you do, you do realize like, he was the most interesting part of that E3. The year before, there were plenty of memes, mainly around Bethesda. Todd Howard walked out and said, you're disgusting, heathens. Yeah, but was he wrong? No, he wasn't wrong. Exactly. And that's why everyone loved it. He became a meme for a year after that. Keanu Reeves is not safe until next year's E3, where Todd Howard walks out and says, you want Skyrim for your refrigerator? I remember when I watched the first John Wick movie, and, okay, first of all, Let's let's not forget The Matrix, by the way. I feel like everyone forgets that Keanu Reeves is great in The Matrix. I think everyone forgets his best movie is The Replacements. I've never seen that one. You probably wouldn't because it's a football movie. Ah, I see. I can't picture him being in a football movie. Uh, regardless. Shane Falco, baby. Um, I think that when I first watched John Wick, like the first one, not a lot of people really knew about it. And I just like, I was like passionate about it. I was like, nice. This is like the best action movie I've ever seen. And then it blew up, and I'm like, I don't even want to be a fan of it so anymore. So essentially what you're saying is you don't like things that are popular. I feel like that's, that's a fair... Welcome to the internet. That's a, that's a... Yeah, that's a... You're like my one buddy from home who loves, like, all these musicians and rappers and everything. And the minute they're, like, big and everyone likes them, he just craps on everything they do, even if it sounds exactly like everything before. I won't say that... I'm not like that because I definitely am. I feel like that's why I have that whole vendetta against Disney and I started to like go against Star Wars and the Avengers. Okay, and all I that. have a I have a predicament for Disney that I need your opinions on. Okay, let's hear it. 
Disney offers that bundle yeah. with Hulu and ESPN Plus. Yeah, it's thirteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I really want to get it, but I don't know. I don't know what I should do. Just get it and share the password with your friends. It's fine. Not me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> the biggest moocher no, 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 I've ever met. The, the, the tension was very thick right there. <laughs> I'm leaving that in the cut. That very like tense, like no. dense air right here. I uh, I watched I watched The Mandalorian last night on Disney Plus, um, the first episode, which I didn't mooch off of my friends. Um, I'm gonna mooch it off my friends. You know who you are, Tanner. <laughs> but yeah, um, I doubt that guy's listening. Come on, Tanner, if you're listening. Uh, Take them. Stop studying calculus and actually do something with your life. What? What do you mean? If this kid's studying calculus, he's clearly on a better path than we are. He's going for we aerospace might... engineering, and he sends me texts like, "Dude, I smoked weed, and like it was like listening to Redbone for an hour, like those beats." You know, I finally related to them. When you get texts like that, you... Tanner, you know who you are. Regardless, I have a question for you then about yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Because I, I love Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. We got really sidetracked really fast. Keanu Reeves. You think Fortnite ruined him? I do. Because I think No, that... Logic ruined Keanu Reeves for me. You mean that god-awful song called Keanu Reeves? I think that was after the fact, though. I know. I know. That's just when... I didn't care when he was in Fortnite. I thought it was a cool thing to include into Fortnite. We'll see. Except the John Wick skins. Everyone that had one of those was a jerk. <laughs> Every time I saw a John Wick skin, I just basically put my controller down and said, well, Johnny Tryhard's going to go and obliterate me, and he's going to build the Taj Mahal after I shoot one bullet at him. <laughs> so I might as well just accept defeat now. And even every time I tried to test it, I'd shoot him, I'd hit him, and before I knew it, he's 8,000 feet in the air running around on a platform like he's trying to get up to the skies to be in the Death Star up in space or something. I think that... I think that's what ruined Keanu Reeves for me. Well, I, I was never like that passionate about him. I don't get passionate about actors. Listen, I've because... never seen John Wick. I just have like heard Keanu oh. Reeves' story about you know like all the money he's given to people yeah, he's and a like all the good guy. things he's done. Yeah. And for that reason, I'll respect him. Do I think that he has been a meme and like idolized for a bit too long? Maybe, but until he does a reason to where we should not be focusing on him, who cares? I'm not out here like. If you're hate, making something, you got to go with what's hot. I'm not out here like, I hate Keanu Reeves because he's clearly a good guy. Well, what do you think about that. Betty White then? Betty White? I don't know. I don't know enough about... Okay, but I mean, I don't people attach love myself, Betty White. I don't attach myself to actors and actresses the way that like the internet does. And then when I see that happening, it just sort of bothers me. I I'm don't like, like don't worship know. people. Yeah, I'm like, you don't know these I, people. I don't, I don't like... I like... I have my favorite celebrities and stuff, yeah. but I don't like... There you could find numerous fan pages for like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift or like... They're dedicated to them, and the, all the people tweet about are them and, like, things they've done. And it's like, Taylor Swift has liked my tweets 72 times. <laughs> Taylor Swift pointed me at her concert at two times. Like, w- what is wrong with you? I, like, not to, not to offend anybody here. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe. I don't really care. Yeah. You are your own person. This is creepy. It is. It's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And I well, feel you like- do realize what they call themselves, right? Yeah, I know, and I'm not going to say it. And not because I don't know it, but because I n- refuse to say it. People. Is, it, is, it, is it a particular song by a musician? Skater Boys? Popular. <laughs> it, he was named, uh, to call back towards the news, the uh, artist of the 2000s. I don't remember. God, I don't even know our own uh, A particular Eminem song? Garrett? Yes. We're going to spell it out because I'm not going to say anything. S-T-A-N? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, who's, who? We stand Taylor Swift. We stand Ariana Grande. Shut up. <laughs> Shut <laughs> yeah, up. This is Get a, a hobby. This is a more interesting topic that will actually Here, Here's with, the thing. So. Wait, Blink, scrap what, the old SpongeBob movie. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that let maybe. Me, let me tell you this. This is going to get me a lot of crap. From who? My mom? Anybody. All right. My favorite <laughs> my favorite artists are Blink-182 and John Mayer. Obviously, okay. they're not together. Yeah. That, that's a different thing. And before before you get all, no, how can you? I'm well aware Blink-182 is not the best band technically, but I like their lyrics, and they realize it takes me to a time in life to where their music meant a lot. Hey, that's why as... they're my favorite band. I'm well aware, and I like uh, several other bands that I would consider to be better than them. But in my opinion, their music hits me the most. That's why they're my favorite. There as long go. as you can acknowledge that, that they're not the best, but they mean something to you personally, who cares? Go for it. Lincoln Park. Never, never in my life would I wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to make my entire social media profiles obsessing over this band. I tweeted about them for their 20th anniversary of their album, Enema of the State, this summer, and I felt dirty. I took a shower after I sent the tweet out, and I felt so bad, like, tweeting and adding at them, thanking them for that making that album. Like, that's how oh. pay, that's how much it paid me. Oh, I didn't realize it was thank you. Oh. You thanking them for making the <laughs> I album. I thought you were just talking about it. I thought, no, like, no, you were no, like, no, oh, no. yeah, this album was pretty good. No, like, no. I'm like, I do that all I the time. I tweeted, like, this album means a lot to me. Like, thank you. And then I added them. Okay. And I felt really weird doing that. Yeah, that's all. Never right. would I wake up in the morning and be like, I am going to tweet 71 times today, and it's all going to be about X artist. That's borderline insane. It's That's crazy. crazy. These are probably the people that sneak into the artist's house so they can look at them from 10 feet away. It's very bizarre. I feel like another common thing is these people get obsessed over roles, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of people... The one that stands out to me in particular, and Tom Holland does the same thing, is Robert Downey Jr. I feel like that man lost a lot of his personality and just sort of started playing into oh, the. You, wait, you're, you're gonna you're gonna bring up Robert Downey Jr. We'll we'll say the person who lost their entire career to one role. Yeah, he did. He Mark became... Hamill. No, no, no. Mark Hamill was unable to get any acting job. He had to go to voice acting. He is the okay, ultimate. Fair enough. I'll give you he that. is the I ultimate was, example. I, I was considering voice acting, but regardless, going back to my argument. Robert Downey Jr. just became Tony Stark, and that's how he started acting. And when he was around, like, just people in general and the way he was, he would, like, personify himself on social media and stuff. And I'm like, why? And then people were like, oh, my God, he's perfect as Iron Man. He's literally just like him. It's like I'm watching the comic book. Like it, It's just, funny that he was like him because, you know, before becoming Iron Man, he was a lot like Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like... It's, you shouldn't obsess over over a role. It's well, the same thing is true of bands. Like as Nick said, I'm sure as soon as he tweeted out, "Thank you, Blink 182, for this," every Stan account was like, "If they retweet that, I'm gonna have to kill this guy and take his account." It's just I, I hope my argument makes sense here because I feel like I'm sort of like all over oh, the place. No, no, trust me. Well, also, the, the fan culture and fandoms especially are really toxic. Like you can't you can't worship a role. That Tony Stark does not exist, so stop pretending like he does. Don't He does don't exist. Love he Robert is Elon Downey Musk. <laughs> Listen, don't love I... Robert Downey Jr. because he plays a role that you like. All right? That's all I'm saying. Honestly, I thought when Garrett was talking about, you know what they call themselves, he was talking about what Taylor Swift's fans call themselves. I didn't think he was going for stands. I thought he was talking about Taylor Swift's fans calling themselves Swifties. Oh, God. Which oh. just makes me that sounds also like, oh, want to take a shower. That sounds like something I'd clean my kitchen floor with. No, that's a Swiffer. 
I know that was that was the joke. Ah. Yeah, oh. uh-huh. I explained the joke. Yeah, I know. You killed funny. it in the process. I said it louder than you. I'm funnier, right? <laughs> I hate that. That's a pet peeve of mine. But yeah, this fan culture, like fandoms for anything. It could be a game. It could be a TV show. It they could kill be, everything. It could be bands, movies. They just drive it so that people hate it. I'm going to go home. Undertale, great video game. If you've seen anything related to that game, it's been people like, we want Sans Undertale and Smash. Like, those memes that became popular. Yeah. It, look at a... You just got to take a step back and look be self-aware. At, look at Evanescence, a band ruined by their fan base. Like, obviously, I have, I have interests in pop culture with movies and music. And, you know, I'll, I'll like, buy some merchandise or a T-shirt or every now and then. Right. But I'm, like, I'm not living for these people. It's just like, and I know that they're actors, they're they're people, they're they're artists. When I when I look at a celebrity, I don't obsess over them and like wishing I was them. I say, how can I become like as successful as they are? Yeah, like I never want. I want. I never want to be like. I wanna. I wanna be you. No, it's just. I like. I look at Blink One Eighty Two and like John Mayer, and I like play guitar. Be like, damn, I'd like to be that famous one day. I think that it's not like. I want to be you and you only like I want to be myself and be that successful. I think that it's different with musicians because musicians are still being themselves and you're not worshiping a role. You're sort of interested in who they are as a person, because I feel like when it comes to music as an artist, you have to put a piece of yourself into your music. That's obvious. So if you like the music, you're going to like that person. And therefore I can understand sort of, there's a different connection there almost but i mean still you have to draw that fine line of being obsessed with that but i feel like it's not as bad as just like obsessing over this show roles. always takes a turn man it does it always takes we a were going to talk about spongebob and then we got into this <laughs> nick said granted also to give like a John, brief snippet of thought. news a brief snippet of news just a small a small crumb of ad news they did announce that uh, Netflix is going to be partnering with Nickelodeon. And that's how I keep my subscription. Actually, my parents pay for that, so that's yeah, not yeah. my decision. But, but um, that explains. And the they announced that they're going to be doing a Squidward yeah. spinoff, which did you why? specifically... Did you know Sam and Cat's also on Netflix, but nobody noticed because Victorious came on and no one remembers Sam and Cat? I, I believe also uh, Stephen Hillenburg, yes, it took me a second to remember his name. Uh, specifically said he never wanted. Spongebob they waited. I, I I remember hearing about this. Do you think and they, they waited care? for his? Do you know what Netflix hears? Money. Money. Disney money, Plus money. came out. Oh, Netflix is damage money. controlling, like it's their job. Money ruins everything. Like uh, that's... I really like all these tweets, but not. I'm gonna completely. Wait, John, what was your thought earlier? Oh, my oh, thought yeah, earlier, this, this is just a simple one. Nick and I were talking the other day, and he was like, where's the news? He's like, deep down at its core, it's just an A&E podcast. And I was like, kind of. Here's the thing. Like, streaming was supposed to kill cable, and they've just I've just seen all these tweets, like, listing streaming services and, like, what people would need to pay for all of them. And it's basically, at this point, cable. Yeah, that's what we said last week. But you don't get Except now every, everything's on demand now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Cable on steroids. Here's my plan. When I'm out of when I'm out of here, I'm hitching off my parents' Netflix as long as I can. I'm probably <laughs> gonna pay for the Disney Plus bundle, and I'll set up an antenna to watch local channels, and I'll get passable internet, and we'll call it a day. 
All you need is RMU TV to be satisfied with your entertainment Okay, needs. I know I'm not no. supposed to say this, but you just <laughs> lied to everyone listening to this program. That's the big lie. The big lie. It's a good Post Malone song. That's a Post Malone song? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's off Stony. Look at that. You going to give us a sample? No. Okay, anyway, back, <laughs> back to the SpongeBob It's not the thing. time to sing yet. I just forgot about the... You gotta sing. You sing like once per episode. Not right now. I haven't had a song come to mind. We yet. can't address it, and then There's you been do it. It's gotta Garrett, come naturally. Garrett addressed the song "Stan," and it's in my head. Okay, but it's not the one I want to make this episode about. All right, but I feel like it's gotta happen once per episode. But is that is that what my gimmick is now? I think it I needs the, to is be. that my thing on this show now? Every single episode I edit, there's a section where I'm speeding through it just to hear for like an um or ah, go back and like take it out, and I just hear Nick Hedrick belting out. Beautiful chords, and then Thank I, you, I chime in with my still. It's copyright. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you were gonna talk about SpongeBob. Sp- SpongeBob. It doesn't need a spinoff. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? Nickelodeon's crummy for waiting until that man died so that they could do this because I'm pretty sure he specifically told them, "Hey, don't do this." And it's of Squidward, like. It's an entire show about Squidward. What are they going to do? Like, is he a failing musician who's like a drifter? <laughs> I would just love if it was like an R-rated Squidward spinoff. Like, you learn about Squidward's troubled past as a serial killer. I think a show about Pearl and Mr. Krabs oh, would just, blow my mind. It's Mr. Krabs like Wolf of Wall Street. We need to realize, we need to find out who Pearl's mom is, first of all. I'd, I'd assume a whale. I, see, That's, did Mr. that did, is an interesting. Did Mister did Mister Krabs adopt her? Like, what's the story with this? We never really got the answer. <laughs> How does he make that much money running one solitary fast food restaurant? You know, it's called embezzlement. SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's good. It, it makes me mad. Kind of don't want to talk about it anymore. It, well, it's good it, old it, Mr. It beats Krabs, me down. Dude. Well, what? What what series is gonna gonna get like a absolutely horrible spinoff on Netflix? What isn't? Like what 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 original Game of cartoon? Thrones spinoff? I'll tell you right now. They should hire Butch Hartman back, the guy who made Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents, and reboot Danny Phantom. That, Danny Phantom was a great show. That that would be a, that would be a good show to continue, and but, he he has shown interest in actually continuing it. What else? Yeah. Was, because I used to watch a lot of his YouTube channel stuff for a was while. It, was Adventure Time ever like properly finished? Was yes. that a Nickelodeon okay, show? Actually, no, it was Cartoon Network. Okay, that's what I, I thought. believe it's going to be getting a special that is going to continue, kind of like an hour special where they're going to continue more with it. As long as that one was properly wrapped up, that was really out of all my childhood shows. That was the one that I genuinely felt like I want to know how this story goes. Oh well, yeah, but then like you're and somebody, you're somebody like, like me who watched like a couple episodes as a kid. And went ah, you know, it's not really my, it's not really my thing. <laughs> And then you move to like you know post puberty Garrett, and he's like, ah, this Adventure Time show, what's I, going on? And it's like the lich stole his arm, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I like Total Drama Island. That's a great show. That was a good one. I've only watched like three episodes, but it, it's a good time. It, it eventually goes downhill. That's what I've heard. It, eventually, they it's the same spinoff thing. Like, oh, we made ten spinoffs. We made Survivor. In an animated way, with really stupid people. Here it is. Enjoy it. Isn't that just the Survivor Bowl on yo, Sports with Carney? Yo. Don't mention that show or name on this show ever. <laughs> <laughs>
We are now several days into the future. Garrett has added the transition, and we are in Sportsland. Nick, why don't you talk about some sports for us? I will gladly talk about some sports for you. What a, what a sports week it has been. First of all, Robert Morris beat the brakes off of Duquesne in football. That was a beatdown. That was a big game. You haven't beaten them since 2012. You go out there and beat them by 20 points on your home turf, seven turnovers. Oh, I was there, and oh, what a time it was. I was there, too. You know who I wasn't w- there? Garrett. Garrett wasn't there, but it's okay. He was probably watching something. I don't know what. Probably some stupid A&E thing. What was it, Saturday? Yeah. What was I doing Saturday? He's probably going to say something that's going to make me feel bad about <laughs> criticizing him. But He was probably editing Where's the News. <laughs> Actually, I was editing Where's the News. <laughs> Not going to lie there. But RMU beating Duquesne, what a win for that team. What a win for that program. They'll play Saturday, Central Connecticut State University. Winner of that game wins the Northeastern or Northeast Conference. Big big turnaround for that team. Can't wait to see what happens there. Nick, RMU, what do you – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were, you were ready for that role. What do you think the outcome of that game is? I think they're going to lose, but I think they'll be a lot closer than people think. Good. All right. Just wanted to ask that real fast. Right. I also thought they'd lose to Duquesne, but I was wrong. But Duquesne didn't have their starting quarterback. Uh, they're running. I, I don't know what happened with that RMU defense, but they looked phenomenal. They shut down a really good running back in A.J. Hines from Duquesne. Duquesne's defense started to come out towards the end a little bit. No, their defense never really let our offense get going that yeah. much. And a lot of what happened with us was this, the defense on our end stepped up. Our offense never, aside from a couple of drives, to me really never looked that good. Question for you. Yeah. If you don't have those seven turnovers, how much of a difference do you think that makes for RMU in that game? They'll probably lose. You think they would? I think they'd lose. I think they got Their lucky Their defense a lot bailed of times. them out. When Duquesne was still down two scores before the last pick six and they were driving, I said they might lose. Yeah. Because there were six minutes left or so. Duquesne was like in RMU territory. If they scored a touchdown and kicked it back to RMU, I thought RMU might go three and out again because I think they had gone out three and out a couple times before that. So I was nervous. Um, I think if they even commit two turnovers or something, RMU might still lose that game. But they didn't, and that's just a good job on their end to go out and make plays and make the defensive adjustments that they needed. All right. Well, I know there was also another pretty important game, Robert Moore, sports-wise. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about that? Oh, you are talking about RMU and Pitt, aren't you? No, I was talking about uh, – talking about. go ahead, try to come up with something on the spot. Go RMU, ahead. Uh, men's, go ahead. RMU men's baseball. Ha-ha. They're not playing right now. I know. I don't think they even exist, do they? The club team, yeah. Well, not a real team. That's it's a real team. Well, not like it's a, a an official. It's not an official yeah, NCA yet, yeah, but don't don't discredit them. Um, RMU Pit baseball basketball. Dang it! I hate you. <laughs> RMU Pit basketball UPMC event center opened up. Well, it's been open. That was the inaugural basketball game. Volleyball is undefeated in that building right now. Support- Which, that should be acknowledged because... They- because some people tried to make it sound like it was the first game in that gym. And that it wasn't. That's not it fair wasn't. to volleyball. That's not fair to volleyball, who's undefeated in the conference and is not lost in that very building, so... I talked to one of the players in Romo's while that game was going on. I talked to one of the volleyball players in my class, and I'm like, that's wrong that they've been branding this this way. And they go, yeah, but we expect it. And I'm like, that's so wrong. The game was still going on. I was like, as a volleyball player, I was like, how does this feel that they've been like hyping up this is the first game in the UPMC Event Center? And she's like, it's fine. At least we won't be the first loss in there. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I don't know if we should have said that one. I didn't say a name. Since you didn't say a name. 
But I thought it was awesome. I thought the atmosphere was incredible. I took pictures for it for a century, and I was like, I got run over. Um, but it was cool. It was really cool. I was walking around, just like the media room is beautiful. Everything in it is beautiful. Um, I would kind of wish I got to sit in the seats and see, because I've heard a couple complaints of it was too, like, contained, I guess, in the seating. You were too close to people. Um, it's the same way for concerts. But, I mean, I mean, a lot of arenas are like that. They try to get as many people in as they can, so they squish seats together and stuff. Sardines. You know what? It is it is what it is. But I thought it was a great time. I thought it was a great atmosphere, and uh, it's a beautiful building. And, um, yeah, even though they lost um, a lot of takeaways from that game that I think were positive, they played pit well in the first half. Um, just a couple, some shooting problems, I think. Um, I'm in, I'm excited to go back. They may take more pictures too at sporting events. It's a good time. It's a good should. time. I'd like to go to a, a sporting event in the UPMC event center. I was unable to because God knows I wasn't getting up before like eight o'clock to do anything, let alone buy army basketball tickets. Um, and well, you, you wouldn't have to buy them. Students get in free. Uh, oh, but I also had a night class that night, so I wasn't able to make it. But yeah, I would like to go to one. I think like you said, the, the venue itself probably captures, even when there's a smaller crowd, there's just, the energy's got to be different. It's got to be better. I'd, that, that, that'd be, that'd be, Odell Beckham, I just butchered that name. Odell Beckham Jr. just scored a 43-yard touchdown. He's uh, on my fantasy I was team. wondering what you were reading. You were, so I'm pretty you excited hopped, about you that. Sorry, halted for a second. Um, But, yeah, uh, what did you say? <laughs> so you were halted there for a second. I know, but what, what did you ask me? I said I feel like just the venue being there in itself – creates a whole different energy even when it's not packed yeah. i'm sure it just feels better i'm sure it does too and hopefully that doesn't end after a couple games but i think this that i mean that's probably the biggest arena or nicest arena in the conference at least so i feel like that is going to help i don't know we'll see we'll see very interesting things going on so women's basketball won last night though good that was their first game right no, uh their first no, game in that not. arena yeah that's what i meant so they're the first basketball team to win there good so cool stuff. So really, only one loss in there, right? Every other team is undefeated in there. I mean, so far, volleyball is the volleyball. only other team. Well, women's basketball hasn't lost in there. I'm aware of that, but they've only played one game. Still, <laughs> a win's a win. All right, whatever you have to say. <laughs> Anything else RMU sports related? No, no. Right. Steelers and Browns. Let's go Steelers. Let's go Steelers. Garrett, <laughs> say it. Sports. Is that what you wanted? No. That's good enough. That's that's about as good as we'll get from you. I, I'm, I'm going to fully disclose to our listeners at home. During the sports section of every single Where's the News, I usually launch Pokemon Go at that point. I know. I was going to call you out for doing that. Get well, it? That's very disrespectful because I engage and steer the conversations at points for your section, and you don't do that for mine. Excuse me, but do you want me to steer an RMU sports thing? No, but uh, I just think I deserve your attention. I, I do pay attention to what you say. That's why I'm I sure comment you do, on Garrett. It. You know what? I'm not going to pay attention to John now. Oh my God, Garrett! Now look what you did. Are you thrilled? Are you proud of yourself? You've ruined where's the news? The band is broken up. Until we get back together for the Live Aid concert. I'm the Lars Ulrich. So, possibly the biggest news in Pennsylvania right now, a man was sentenced to death for the murder of Officer Brian Shaw, who was a New Kensington officer, and this is big news because... Oh, they took away the touchdown from Beckham. That's cool. I didn't want that anyway. (laughs) 
the the highs and the lows of fantasy football (laughs) should we restart that (laughs) no keep going keep going why is it big news it's big news because there has not been um an execution in pennsylvania since 1999 i was under the impression well i wasn't you were earlier you mentioned that this was um you thought it was illegal in Pennsylvania because it hadn't happened in so long. Yeah, in all honesty, I thought we had... I didn't think it was legal here either. I thought we had outlawed it a while ago, but now seeing this and looking it up, I'm like, huh. I keep fact-checking it but because I'm not sure, and I, I thought that was the case as well. But New Kensington is Pennsylvania. So um, according to Channel 11... Um, They've only executed three people since 1976 and makes them one of the least active states in terms of the states that do executions. Something to, something to consider. It's, it's crazy. This guy, um, you know, obviously, like I said, found guilty of killing a police officer. So it's interesting to see how a case like this has affected Pennsylvania in a big way. I don't know how the decision was made that it was death and not, you know, just life in prison, but certainly something that is changing Pennsylvania history right now. This is something that, you know, keep an eye on because I'm sure that this man's uh, prosecution and the lawyers and the, are going to be fighting to overturn this and try to get him out of that. But it's, just, it's crazy to look at. It's, it's definitely going to be worth a follow seeing what's going on with this. Yeah, uh, from I'm reading a article from WTAE actually about the case, and they mentioned that since this is so kind of controversial, it's immediately going to the appellate court for the state level. Exactly. So, like I said, it's it's definitely going to be worth the follow to see what happens next. It'll be interesting to see if it goes Supreme Court level because they're obviously challenging the death penalty in general as kind of a concept it's not something people like to think about or even think that should be legal Mm -hmm. like i thought it was i thought it was illegal here yeah yeah exactly because i don't know i feel like it's happened less and less um i don't know if it's the case in the south if it's still decreasing there i feel like it's still pretty common in some states i believe it's it's still kind of going down just because more and more people are like, well, does, should somebody get the death penalty for like this one thing they did? Granted, that one thing was murder. Granted, that one <laughs> thing was murder of a police officer, especially. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where people go, should one action lead to death? The one. death penalty is serious. Yeah. You don't, really? Believe it or not, you don't come back from that. Oh, boy. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. You, With any other crime in any sentence, there's a possibility, like even a life sentence, you can get that reduced. Mm-hmm. You can't reduce a death row inmate. Like, you're just, you're done. One thing that you I... You can keep appealing it. One thing that I think is uh, worth noting, and this isn't to get political, but I just think it's it's interesting to look at the similarities in these case, in these cases here is you have these cases of police brutality and officers 
killing, you know, uh, people sometimes allegedly for no reason, right? And then you have cases like this, which are resulting in the death penalty for the first time in 20 years. And that's, it's, it's interesting to look at. I think that as a state and as citizens, we should keep all of these factors into mind moving forward. Okay. That's all you got? Just an okay? Yeah. I mean, Sorry, I wasn't really listening. Because so apparently people don't listen when I talk anyway, so. Hey, I learned a I, This is the one time a week I learn about RMU sports. I don't really read the site's content because I can't follow it, but having Nick Hedrick explain it to Thank me does help. Thank you for help. trying to save face after you already told me you didn't care what I said on this show. I care <laughs> immensely about you, Nick Hedrick. I'm sure you do. Moving on to the next news story. According to WTAE, two people were de- killed in a school shooting in Los Angeles Thursday morning, and reports indicate that the suspect is no longer a threat, so obviously this was earlier in the day. Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said the male suspect, 16, 16 years old, was among those transported to area hospitals. Villanueva said there were six victims from the incident. The shooting was reported at Saugus High School in Santa Clara, California, early Thursday morning. Authorities said the shooting happened around 7.30. So just another school shooting. And I don't know what it's going to take for anything to change at this point. You know, earlier this week, this is going to sound really messed up, but I was like, there hasn't been like a national, like nationally covered like incident at like a school. Like it's been quiet and I like had this eerie feeling something was going to happen soon. And that's bad that like we can. And it's bad that we're like, boy, one of those hasn't happened in a while. I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna, like a bad thought to have, but it like has become so common that when it doesn't happen for like a couple weeks or a couple months, you're just like, huh, that's kind of weird that we haven't heard any, about any of them now, which is a terrible thought process and shows that something should probably be done. But nothing's being done. I don't care. At this point, I don't care what's changed. I just want to see some change. I don't care if it's more, if, more gun control i don't care if it's more evaluation on mental health it doesn't matter to me i don't care what you do at this point something needs to be tried and something needs to be done this can't keep happening especially we've talked about this before we go out to public places and we're we think about it we're like well if this happens it happens this could happen it's it's like something we prepare ourselves for every day And, and it just it Nothing. Nothing's been changed, and this has been going on for years. A, a good thing. I'm reading a article from the L.A. Times, kind of detailing a lot of this. Um, is that first of all, they're not treating it the way that like people have criticized media of doing school shooters in the past. They're not like, here he is. Here's his picture all over everything. In almost every article I saw, like in my quick search of this, like just to pull up some more information familiarize myself a little bit better with it can't even find his name there's no picture of him best i get is 16 year old same thing with the uh the brian shaw case i left out the name of the shooter there because it's just as media as potential future journalists this is stuff that you know we can keep in mind moving i like your optimism there it's just it well a potential future journalist (laughs) well one of the things that like actually was good about this that it's not a school shooting isn't good obviously but like a good thing that happened during this was that as soon as shots were heard students were already in their intruder drill like mode they said afterwards like it's a completely different feeling when 
you know and you're preparing and you're kind of lazy about it and then you hear gunshots and within seconds they had barricaded the doors i think that and this is going to sound horrible but only two people were killed in this shooting and i think that compared to a lot of shootings that we see that is a relatively low number and i don't want to say that it's an accomplishment but it shows that there's clearly clearly schools are becoming more prepared for this okay okay Let's let's take a let's take a look at the state of America. John Blinn just said two kids died in a school shooting. That's pretty good because normally more people die than that. I'm not saying it's no. I get good. that's not what you're saying. That black and white, but let's take a look at that's what we're saying now. And like oh, only yeah. this many kids died, so maybe we're more. That's terrible These that we're in this state that. of uh, you know. That's terrible. We've reached this point and nothing's being done still. These kids shouldn't have to worry about that, and I shouldn't have to compare. I shouldn't have to say we're seeing progress because of the amount of people dying. That's horrible. It's something clearly needs to be done, and it's just like Nick says. It's like you're, we're reaching a, in a point as Americans where we're coming to expect this, and I don't know why that's still the case. If a nation as a whole is expecting these horrible things to happen – and we just sit back and let them happen. I don't know what, what what other motivation there can be. The fact that it's happening happening should be enough motivation to change something about it. Like I said, at this point, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on, whether you whether you want gun control, whether you want more focus on mental health, regardless of what you want, something needs to happen. I agree. I think that if you spend all this time bickering on a political party side of things, well, we should do it this way. No, we should do it this way. It doesn't matter at this point. And the fact that our government is so divided and we as a nation are so divided that we can't stop these things from happening proves a major point. And I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about the topic, but it's disgusting. And frankly, something needs to be done. I, I don't know how to follow that up. Well, I can follow it up with a similar story. Which oh. I found today. This one is local. Um, an Aliquippa PA, an elementary school student, brought a BB gun to a local school. And he threatened a friend not to tell on him. And um, the child was 10, okay? Oh. Aliquippa police said the 10-year-old had the gun in his backpack, pulled it out at school, and showed it to one of his friends. He then allegedly threatened him to not tell everyone. Um, what did he think he was going to do? I don't know. The boy's <laughs> friend didn't say anything Wednesday, but according to Good police, friend. he went straight to school officials Thursday morning. No one was hurt, and the student did not fire the gun, but the superintendent and police are now investigating. This is WPXI, by the way. Officers found the student and his backpack was empty, but police said they did not find the un- or they did find the unloaded BB gun at his house. The student who brought the gun was not identified by district officials. Probably because he's 10. That's but, what I was going to say. Most well, likely. That was Aliquippa, correct? Because he's 10 yes. years old. You, you, you do realize I'm from Aliquippa. You didn't yes. tell me that before this story. Yeah, I, just I know you're from Aliquippa. That's sort of why I tossed this one in there as well. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like, especially towards the more you get towards Western Pennsylvania, there is this kind of culture of, you know, guns are cool. You know, we like guns. Like, uh, you're from Western PA. You've seen the people who 
driving their big trucks and they, they're dragging deer behind them going, I'm a and hunter. they have a Confederate flag on their truck for some reason. Ar- arguably, a BB gun is fairly harmless. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Okay, but you, it's a gun. Yeah, you got to give somebody a At a school. A and this is, the reason that I followed this one to the California shooting was because it's a way to take a step back and think, how do we as a nation start here where no one was hurt, where this child could easily have just been bringing a toy to school and not known the difference? Or did this child, even at the age of 10, like think that he had some sort of malintent? It's, that's why I followed it up. I thought these two stories needed to go in together today, and that's why I wanted to bring them up. As you mentioned, there's a lot of culture in Western Pennsylvania that, hey, I don't want to say guns are cool, but it's like they're a good thing to have. They're protective, things like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because if used properly, they're fine. Yeah, my family owns guns. We have a variety. Exactly. My dad has a pellet gun. He shot a crow once. He still won't tell me where it is. (laughs) What, the crow or the pellet gun? Both. (laughs) I mean, but, my my dad hunts geese. Like we, we good have for hunting. good for your dad. Like not even being rude. Like I hate geese. Good for your dad. A goose turkey's pretty good. Shoot as, as many of them as you can. As as a result, I've had a lot of goose Jerks. meat. Goose meat's quite good. But uh, like we have handguns as well, just even for self protection. Exactly. But like, it, there's also this kind of being from Aliquippa. I also understand that there's a lot of people who carry for safety concerns mm-hmm. it aliquippa has well even like people don't trust each other there's a distrust for some of the police in aliquippa after the recent kind of like it made national headlines in a 60 minutes on rachel del tondo and people now don't trust the police it's just kind of like people feel unsafe in that neighborhood mm-hmm. in hopewell you don't I, I, really have the same culture. It, that's how you can see the differences. I used to live in, like, Aliquippa towards downtown. Yeah. And we ended up moving to Center Township because the person across the street started open carrying a gun on their side. And they, my parents went, young child shouldn't be seeing this. I imagine the same thing happened with this kid. He, he saw maybe a parent or a neighbor or somebody would carry a gun with them for either safety or even Western PA culture. This gun's kind of cool. I like it. I, or even just anything else and went, okay, well, this must be normal. Let me put it here. Uh, he's 10 years old. They're still impressionable. That's what I was going to say. Do I think that a 10-year-old child had genuine intentions of hurting someone? Probably not. I, I, I don't think so. I think it's unlikely, but... There's that chance. And I think to sort of wrap up this story, because there's one other topic that I want to talk about. I think that we need to step back, keep the small things like this in mind to prevent the big things like the California shooting from happening. Let's just keep this stuff to heart and reevaluate ourselves as a nation while we can and keep it safe. And I think I think that wraps up the, that portion. So I want to move on to sort of a lighter topic. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was getting a little bit heavy. Yeah, here. I don't come here to be sad. <laughs> Garrett, um, 
last night you went to hear a journalist speak who covered Watergate and also, I believe, Not the, a crook. <laughs> the Bill Clinton impeachment. Um, I just wanted to have you speak on that a little bit. Apparently, he was a pretty interesting guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I know you know it. Bob Woodward. Walter Cronkite. Of the famous duo Woodward and Bernstein. Okay. Two of the probably Is this best the same Bernstein from the Bernstein Bears? Not quite. Dang it. Maybe Carry related. On. Maybe related. I'll have to do some digging on that. <laughs> uh, possibly some investigative journalism, like these two men did with oh. the uh, Watergate scandal. They were the oh. journalists who kind of took the charge on that and started digging on some suspicious stuff. So naturally, he came to talk. It was for the RMU Pittsburgh Speakers Series as well, uh, which after kind of seeing the lineup that they have and being there in person, I'm kind of interested in covering like what, how they choose their speakers. But uh, he came, he, of course, the big topic that he spoke on during his presentation is Donald Trump. It's, we're seeing history kind of, people are invoking Watergate. It's Trump gate. Pet peeve, adding gate onto a word doesn't make it like Watergate. Watergate was the name of the hotel. It wasn't like a gate of water. <laughs> Ten-year-old Garrett was completely confused by this anytime they went like, it's Obamagate. <laughs> Regardless, um, he kind of spoke about impeachment, um, what that process looks like, how it compares to Watergate, how journalism has kind of changed and is particularly critical on stations like MSNBC and Fox for kind of being divisive and opinionated and people kind of taking sides in it. And the audience questions reflected that as well. It's kind of a general consensus. People aren't happy with the way that stuff is. Uh, he also talked briefly about like just kind of his own experience reporting. Uh, obviously for a news geek, it's uh, dream come true. I thought you were an A&E geek. Ha <laughs> If you're into journalism in any capacity, hearing him talk about how he goes and gets his stories, just walking up to somebody and going, I want this information. He was a funny guy. He He's down to earth as far as like reporting wise. Like He doesn't think he's above walking to somebody's house. Matter of fact, there's a couple of, I won't repeat them on this podcast because we're PG for the kids. But just walking up to houses and people going, oh, dropping a couple of explosives. It's you. Are you ever going to quit this? <laughs> but like it, the fact that he's that kind of face, like that he just walks up to somebody and they know who he is. Like that was cool. I Getting to meet him and talk with him. It was kind of an interesting experience. So definitely. Nice. Um, if you were to say the main takeaway that you had from this, from a journalistic perspective, what would you say that it was? What do you, as a, as someone pursuing the journalism field, what did you take from that? What do you want to share with Nick and I? Because maybe we can use some good old advice. I'm sure. Oh, wow. Um, Nick needs advice. All right. I wasn't talking about myself. Nick's the one who needs advice. Oh, okay then. Uh, I mean, really the main takeaway, like the big point of what he was saying, and there were a couple of big points he made because he... For lack of a better term, he kind of went on about how Watergate's relating to current journalism, and there's a couple of different ways that you see that. But one big way, the big takeaway for journalists is not getting too emotional with how you cover stuff. He says, 
if you for something like Trump, people in audience shouldn't be angry that you're reporting on him lying because it's your job to seek the truth as a journalist. It's your job to go, hey, he lied to you. A good example he used to take us back to our uh, famous sports topics. He's like, that would be like... don't listen to. (laughs) He would be like, that's walking into a Steelers game going, it's 14 and 7. And then somebody goes, sir, the score is very clearly 36 to 54. And he's like, no, that's just... I just gave you those numbers. That must be true. Yeah. But as a result of constantly checking that, a lot of journalists today are getting overly emotional. Like, there's people on MSNBC, uh, Fox News, some of the... He kind of touched more on the, like, liberal kind of side of it, the left-leaning news oh. outlets. Oh. Well, trust me, he he's not, he's not a fan of Trump. If you've read anything he's ever wrote, that man does not like the president. However, he can admit when... It's him being emotional and going, I just don't like this guy. I don't like what he's saying. And going, this man's lying. He's committing a crime. And that's that's our job as journalists is to keep those emotions and those, for the most part, because every media outlet has to have some sort of political leaning. But we have to, for the most part, keep that bias out of our writing and keep those emotions out. So I like that takeaway. Also, he apparently dis- disappointed a lot of women with his portrayal in the movie. Uh he didn't live up to that uh, sexy hype. What movie? Yeah, I was confused. The, All the President's Men. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Have you never seen the movie All the President's Men? No, no Garrett, we're not all A&E nerds like you. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, God. What a... What? Some journalist you are, John. <laughs> Nick and I have seen Good Luck and Good Night, or Good Night and Good Luck, I don't remember, but that's a very good journalist movie. It is a good journalist movie. We can talk about journalist movies one night. But, Nick, while Garrett's busy not listening, why don't you tell us what sports articles are coming up this week? Oh, we just had an opinion piece go out about uh, Coach Kowalski. Who Uh, wrote that one? Anonymous. Um, (laughs) Coach Kowalski opinion piece just went out um, about why it was time for him to go. It might have even been overdue. Weekend preview goes out tomorrow. Weekend recap goes out on Monday. Recaps of all home games, which I don't even know if there are any this weekend. But... I'd stay tuned. Nice. I'd stay tuned. Always Good. something cooking. Oh, by the way, sports had their first clean sweep of the top five this week, but these two didn't really do much last week, so I can't be that <laughs> happy. Uh, but you know what? We'll take it. Oh, Mr. Uh, your big Nick. We got Big John. Now we got Big Nick. No, no. I admit you guys didn't have much go out, but, you know, sometimes there's slow weeks in news and slow weeks in A&E. We even said it in the podcast. Sports week. are always going to be happening, so, I mean, you uh-huh. know what? I'll, I'll accept it, but I, I understand the circumstances in which it happened. <laughs> Garrett, what's going on in A&E that's going to blow sports out of the water this week? Uh, Until I inevitably put up the news, and then we blow the A&E that blew out sports. So I don't know. We got some big stuff coming out. Um, off the top of my head, I have two articles on my desk right now. Uh, our writer, Sarah Gabani, went out and covered 
the Studio Ghibli Fest and kind of gave her thoughts on that. She went to see, I believe, My Neighbor Totoro. That's kind of cool. That's kind of the basis for it. Studio Ghibli's pretty gnarly. Uh, another good up-and-coming writer, uh, Cassandra Boyd. Uh, okay, yeah, she wrote a uh, review on Doctor Sleep. Okay. Which has been getting some really mixed reviews. So As most Stephen King movies have been as of late. Uh, well, I mean, you give people... Oh, you you get this great, amazing American writer. So how about we butcher it in the script? <laughs> Anyways, um, we also have, as I mentioned last week, we're still working on the everything you need to know about UPMC. I hope to get that out sometime this week. I work this weekend. I really don't want to, but that always puts a damper on the journalism spirit. And also how fast you get up. Where's the news? My mom was waiting. She was waiting. She wanted to know where where's the news was. I apologize. Where are you? There we go. That was I'm the not song. sorry. Yeah, there we go. There's Nick's song of the week. I, I do apologize, but, uh, you know, eight-hour shifts at Walgreens make me a little tired, a little, a little irritable. I had, had two packages last uh, weekend as well. Take That's, it easy, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we also have a D for Dude article in the works. We have... Assistant Scott McDaniel there right now covering it and giving you the RMU Century Media Works. So you got guys getting around. Nick just ah. creaked the mic and it sounded like a haunted house. Ooh. Get around, get around. Throw back to the Halloween special if you haven't seen that. I get around, I get around, then I get around. What has this show become? Only five episodes in, and it's gone off the rails. Oh, this is six. Yeah, we're on episode six. I gotta find a new place where the kids are hip. Yeah, my buddies and me, we're getting real well known, and the bad guys that know it gotta leave us alone. I get around. It surprises me how much of the song he actually knows. Nick. When I finish the news segment, I get around rather than uh, <laughs> rather than me signing out. I think you should just sing "Your Love" by the Outfield, and then Garrett can just slowly transition that into our ending music of the podcast. Are you are you down with that? How cute! He thinks we have ending music. Clearly, you've never listened to "Where's the News." <laughs> no, I don't listen to "Where's the News." I'm on "Where's the News." I know what we talked about. Anyway. Um, news for this upcoming week, we have uh, several things in the works right now. Sonu covered the third First Amendment debate today, so that should be coming out soon, hopefully. Um, I'm trying to look into some several investigative pieces. Some people of Moon Township were very unhappy of a lack of parking at the UPMC Event Center, so we're trying to look into that, see if it's genuinely a problem or not, and hopefully we can talk about that. Also, um, big news from RMU this week. They're working on a, I believe, roughly $100 million fundraising event coming up pretty soon. So that's huge. That's a lot of money. Well, they're already a little bit into that. That's yes, pennies. they are. But uh, we're, we're reaching out to some university officials right now to talk more about that. And we have some other stuff in the works that I can't think of off the top of my head. And if you want to find out, just follow go that to rmucentralmedia.com. Yeah. Or yeah. spinoff, I should say. <laughs> Mr. Krabs and Pearl. I'm a single father looking for a mother. Nick, since we don't have exit music, why don't we just wrap up the episode with some homemade exit music? 
But this grill is not a No, home. I said Josie. I, I, I said I your know. love by the outfield. Outrated I don't ask for a lot here, Nick. If you come back, I don't to ask stay. for a lot. Jeez, I, I, I wanted one song, Nick. Same